Chapter 9. Dragons. Fairy tales are more than true, not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be beaten. Neil Gaiman, Coraline. Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. Thursday afternoon, Chirp and Swifty are sitting in Chirp's office, kind of talking back and forth about some of the stuff they've been through recently, and Barry walks in. Hi, guys. Wondering what's going on. What's going on? (laughs) And (laughs) as the three of you start to just kind of talk about the shit that's weird shit that's been going on, Aldalar walks in and says, oh, this is where all you are. Okay, um, we've Hi. got a uh, a new customer sitting out in our our lobby. Um, Penny's not here today. She's she's doing something. So I'm kind of I'm stretched pretty thin right now. Can you guys uh, bring him back into a interrogation room and um, see what he needs from us? Uh, Swifty, he's a he's another dragonborn. That's not going to be a problem for you, is it? Maybe. I know, I've heard that sometimes you guys um, tend to fight to see who's the strongest i guess i will not kill him thank you i mean he's he seems like a good paying customer so i would very much appreciate that yet does he get a first time buyer's discount <laughs> no such thing exists okay i was just wondering <laughs> you know and you shouldn't be giving it to have you been giving it to people barry <laughs> <laughs> i've realized that a lot of things in this job are outside of my pay grade this is why we have penny <laughs> I'm glad that you know that, Barry. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go back to my office and get a couple things done while you guys are doing this. Um, I'll I'll pop in, though, to see how how things are going. Yeah, can you tell Luke to change the tap out when he gets a chance? Because the tap is dry. You got it, Barry. Thank you, boss. Barry, go get the dragonborn. Okay. I go ahead and do that. So, Swifty, are you in... Are you going to go bring back, him back to the interrogation room. room and just I, wait? I walk back to the interrogation room ahead of him, expecting him to follow orders. Chirp, are you going to go out with Barry or go with Swifty? Uh, I look both ways. I uh, go with Swifty. <laughs> Barry annoys me a little bit. <laughs> it's only natural. <laughs> Barry, as you walk out into the lobby area, and I'm with, I'm going to get this customer. I'm going to get this. Cu- hey, how's it going, bud? You see a 
dragonborn sitting in one of the chairs. He is very well dressed. He looks to be possibly a nobleman or maybe a rich merchant. He's got a very heavy cape as well that you're a bit envious of. I mean, your cape's pretty nice, but his is lavish. I'm, I don't get envious of such things. I just wonder why they're not feeding the children that are starving on the streets a little bit more. You know? <laughs> okay. Like, there's a lot of starving kids. It's really nice. Oh, you should tell Chirp bro. about that because Chirp would really, uh, that would endear you to her. This dragonborn, he looks a bit skinny for a dragonborn. Most that you've seen are, are pretty buff yeah, and, yeah, you know. Like yeah, yeah, like he hasn't been eating properly. Possibly. I, I might like him a little bit more then. That means he's giving some of his food to charitable causes. Possibly. Or he likes his jacket so much he's willing to starve for it. <laughs> you also, you notice that his, his face is is more snake-like, almost viperish than a dragon You're born typically looks. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas most dragonborn have very smooth, even scales. His scales have, they're green and they have predominant ridges along each scale and they kind of stick out a bit from his skin. And you notice that at his belt, he's got a white, almost, you, it looks to be to you to some sort of like kind of bone and it's a wand. So you'd imagine that he, he probably gets by using magic. Nice, yeah. I've seen wands before. As he opens his mouth to, to say something to you, you notice that when his, his tongue flicks in and out as he's talking, he's got a golden ring pierced through his tongue. The ladies love it. I'm with it. As you walk into the room, what do you say to him? Hey, welcome to the Beholder's Eye. I'm Baritone Scale Weaver. Welcome. Oh, bonjour, mon ami. I have a great opportunity for you. Right on. What's your name, sir? Uh, Dracolion Lomaparte. Thank you very much. Uh, Can I call you Drake? Draco? It's fine. Are you from the Are you from the Slytherin house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no matter, no matter. I think I've heard of you, but uh, hey, we got. I know, uh, I know the Slytherins myself. Yes. Nice. They are a family friend. <laughs> but uh, where is your uh, secretary? Are you the secretary? Today, <laughs> I'm I'm multifunctional. I'm also going to bring you back over to uh, our investigation room. What's the room? <laughs> Excellent. I was following yeah, I didn't practice this part. I need to go uh, follow me. Do you good want to sir. try again? Do you want to walk back in and, and <laughs> yeah. analyze your lines before you yeah. come in? Yeah. Hey, I'm Baritone Scale Weaver. <laughs> Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you follow me, I have more competent people in the back to take your request. I'd love to. Please show me the way. <laughs> oh god uh, so as as you lead him down the hallway barry so i'm sitting at the table in the interrogation <laughs> room just, looking at the door we're just witnessing no we're in it for yeah you're waiting yeah <laughs> no sorry. i'm just saying because i want a reaction when i first see him okay yeah barry and draculian as you and to our left is a great picture of our boss aldalar uh very handsome uh I believe he's a dwarf, yes? Uh, yeah, I mean... Or is he just a very short human? Very not human, no. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely dwarf. <laughs> Nothing else. God damn. Uh, the, the two of you make your way back to this interrogation room and Dracolian and Barry, you you get to this interrogation room and Barry, you see the doors close. You notice that they didn't leave the door open for you. <laughs> the Actually, the only interrogation room door that's closed. Is there a sign on the room? It just, there's actually a sign on the door and it's just the number okay. two. There are three interrogation rooms and Barry, are you are you just gonna barge in? Are you gonna knock? Are you gonna <laughs> announce yourselves? I'm gonna open the door and poke my head in. I see my compadres. Hurry up, Barry! I'm here. Hey, everybody, meet Draco. 
Dracoleon on my part, and then as soon as Swifty sees you, he pushes back from the desk, puts his hand on his dagger, and looks at his team member. He's like, he has the ridges, <laughs> and then he looks at Dr- Draco and he's like, how were you not called as birth? Look, to be fair, Swifty, you're pretty rigid yourself, so let's not no. be throwing stones. No, it's a different scale he type. He is very smooth. Dracolian, uh face palms and it's ah we have another ignorant one <laughs> calm I'm down going to kill it. calm down i was told Swifty. that this was a very high class establishment but uh, it appears i was wronged i look at chirp and bear i'm like you freaking idiots deal with this shit and walk to the corner and leaving my hand on my knife and just glaring at this guy <laughs> hardcore <laughs> i let them take center stage I have the ridges. It's not something I'm proud of, but... As you can tell, if you speak to him for three minutes, he's pretty rigid himself, so I wouldn't take it too personally. <laughs> I think your scales are beautiful. Merci. I mean, I wouldn't want to touch them. I, I, I believe that they are a little bit sharp, so you do not want to do that, but um, it is not good for me. It's a skin condition, actually, but uh, most of the dragonborn think it's some sort of curse. They just better My dead. My feathers don't lay so flat themselves. See, you and I can be good friends. You understand what I go through. Yes, let's do it. What do you need from us? I've already spoken to um Al, uh, and already paid him. So you will receive uh, a the compensation that he views. Um, I do not, ha- how, how do you say worthy, but not worthy, mm. you know, like in the middle, anyway. I have no concern about help. that. Now, did he mention to you that uh, after performing uh, this job that tips are required, 30% on top of whatever he's charging you? Shut up, you? Barry. Ooh, I did not hear that part, but uh, hopefully we can find something together on this quest. Yeah. Don't listen to Barry. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You're being very rude. I need help finding a dragon. You're ruining my deception roll right now. (laughs) (laughs) You want to find a dragon? Apparently Swifty was the only one listening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very distracted. As um, my friend says, yes, I am looking for a dragon. The last one of the dragons, as far as we know. Ooh. Uh, they've been reduced to myth, uh, but there's rumors of one in the catacombs under this very city. There's a lot of oh. fucking shit in these catacombs, man. These big catacombs. <laughs> so I've heard. Maybe, maybe I help you find this dragon if you let me kill it. <laughs> it's, it is one of your ancestors. You do know this, right? Like a... A great being capable of changing reality is kind of an important thing in our history. It's okay. This sounds a little dangerous. Yeah, yeah you, you pay I'm more. I'm going to need that tip up front. You pay more. I already gave basically all I have. I barely have a pocket change right now. How about that jacket? It's a very nice jacket. <laughs> you... You want me to give you the clothes I am Okay, wearing. okay, okay. No, no. We we talk about pay later. Yeah. You tell us where Dragon is now. Yeah, where's that Dragon at, bro? What we got to do. As far as I know, the Dragon uh, named uh, Jacobin, or <clears throat> Jacobin. We call him Jack. Jack. Wait, I use... The people in the city are so fond of nicknames. <laughs> as far as I know, they... 
He lives somewhere in the catacombs and only reveals himself to those that he deems worthy. Oh, well, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> so I, being very worthy myself of all the power of the dragon, I would no doubt attract the dragon myself. I disagree, but okay, we go there and see. <laughs> You are picking up my tongs, yes? No, you <laughs> wear yes, your tongs. Swifty does that. He does that. Swifty is layered like an onion. <laughs> go, uh, go Scottish after that. Yeah. Don't get. Uh, yes. I have traveled many places and killed many things and eaten many tongs. They give me power. I believe you. But. So, let's go kill a dragon. I do not know the city very well. Yeah, uh, no, not kill the dragon. I wish to speak with the dragon because it is part of my personal quest to become one. Okay, side question, what color are you? He's green. Green, okay. So we go with you and you talk to the dragon? We're not going to kill the dragon. We see. That That is not the, the mission here. You're only to help me go down in the catacombs, which are very dangerous, as far as I know, and help attract some attention. Okay, okay, i go back later. So when do you want to leave, bud? We go now? I would like to begin this investigation as soon as possible, but I don't really have leads on where in the catacombs I should be going, so perhaps you know some people that could help me find uh, marks of a dragon. I know a guy. Uh, this guy this is... Nanyan. <laughs> no, a different onion. <laughs> no, nanyan business. <laughs> Very well said. Anyone else? Uh, I know a good place down the road that uh, serves pretty good beer. So while they're talking still, I walk out of the room. Okay. And I'm going to go check my assassin's contacts. Yeah, you go make your money. To yeah, see if anyone own. has heard of a freaking dragon in the catacombs. So I know that I asked this at some point before, but do these contacts still count or can I? Not you... 20, bitches. <laughs> yes, we do have do a whole list of contacts. Do these still matter? Yeah, oh, we yeah. still have all those. Okay. Uh, he's gonna go check with his criminal contacts first. So Swifty, you go and send a word out to your network and- The word is dragon. You receive a letter back pretty quickly from one of your contacts in the area. And as you're waiting for this, you're kind of just sitting outside the beholder's eye and various denizens of the city walk by. People watching. Yeah, most of them, you know, pay no attention to you, but there's one that appears to be like a half-elf man, but he's, he's shrouded in a bunch of very dark... Uh, coverings and like it's almost hard to see his shape his shape he looks a little misshapen and he he walks by a couple of times and seems to be looking at you after he walks by the second time as he comes back on the third like i notice him on the second time and on third i'm like what's going on with this guy and i want to do a perception check okay 20 you're pretty sure you've seen this guy before you're pretty sure that this half elf man you recognize him as the half elf who had his arms ripped off and the reason why his shroud looks a bit misshapen is that it looks like he might have a new set of arms under there, but he's he's not letting anyone see them. And he looks a bit disgruntled and he looks like he's about ready to do something. So he doesn't know who I am. He never saw Swifty. Yeah, yeah, he knows me. I'm going to, keeping my hand like visibly on my dagger, I'm gonna swagger up to him and like stand in front of him and be like, 
Can I help you? And he looks you in the eyes and he says, You're with you're with the, the beholder's eye, right? Who are you? One of one of your compatriots is the reason why I'm deformed. Yeah, they're some dicks. <laughs> I'm going to look at this guy and be like, You want revenge on them? I can help you. <laughs> Not where I thought that was going. Okay. He's playing him. Really? Well, that's perfect. I do. You know the the one baritone scale weaver? I try not to, but yes. He's the reason for my condition. And as he says that, he opens up his shroud, and you see that he has two mechanical-looking arms with a little bit of steam puffing off of them and, like, magic runes carved in all around them. And he says, I had to get these from the gnomes. They don't they don't work as well as I'd hope. And he says, as he says that, he tries to, like, brush a fly off of his cheek and he kind of, like, punches himself in the jaw a little bit. And he says, you'll have to do most of the, the handiwork until I get a, a handle on this. Can you can you kill him for me? So I, I stop and I scratch my chin as if pondering it. Maybe. Good. Well, all I really need from you is is to just kill him and bring me some sort of token from what his body. What you pay me? I I will pay you when you bring me the token. You can find me here. And he he uh, tries to get a pouch undone from his belt and as he does it he just kind of rips it off of his belt and grabs it in his teeth and kind of pulls a piece of paper out and spits it onto the ground and he's like you can find me there i have to go now and he takes off into the alleyway okay so i pick up the piece of paper and i walk back inside on the piece of paper is the name of a inn named the sleeping giant as you're picking this piece of paper up and you're taking a look at it you feel a tug on the back of your cloak and as you turn around you realize there's a little bit of a weight in one of your pockets and you don't see anybody but you know that one of uh pickpockets of the city yeah little urchins has planted something on you so as you pull that out of your pocket you see that it's a letter that came directly from your boss in the uh assassin's okay his name is sand you know that he is a tiefling sorcerer and he controls the entire assassin's network and to get a letter directly from him is a pretty big deal. And in this letter, as you open it up with that natural 20 roll, you actually don't get much information. Well, that's kind of weak. But with that natural 20 roll, you're able to read between the lines of this letter. Basically what this letter says is, there's no such thing as dragons, dragons never existed, there's no dragons in the catacombs, don't go looking for the dragons. But you are able to read between the lines of that and see it as a, a dragon down there. There is a dragon in the catacombs. Don't go looking for it, basically. So it's confirmation. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely definite confirmation. You also see the phrase obs- obsidian in Thieves Cant, uh, or not the phrase, the word obsidian in Thieves Cant lining the very edge of the paper. So it's a black dragon. Possibly, or... It could be near Obsidian. Okay. Barry and Chirp, as he's out there doing this, the two of you are sitting with Draculian. Do you want to ask him any more questions about how he knows about this? So like... how well did the Slytherins recoup after the Dark Lord fell? <laughs> Jesus. Not very well, I will have to say. Not very well at all. And I think that was actually the last time I saw them. Uh, near the rise of their power. And then they were like, Oh, we're better than you because we're going to rule the whole city. And I was like, No, you're not. There's a Harry Potter. He's got a scar. He's going to beat you. You know. Yeah. He's very okay, now we're just guy. outright IP yeah. theft. And then I hung out with some Durmstrangs and it was fine. Chirp, do you have any non-Harry Potter questions? <laughs> 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 no, I 
I ask him, um, you know, about his uh, history. You know, that's a little bit generic. Uh, yeah. You, like my entire it's history. a little bit distracted. Uh, my family is fine. Um, well, I, I wasn't raised with, um, with uh, others of my own kind, actually. I was uh, raised among elves far away from here, um, which is why I speak with his accent. It's actually elven. A certain kind of elven. Francois Elvin. <laughs> I don't know what they're called at all because <laughs> they weren't named, but it's okay. Uh, France. We'll just call it France. <laughs> it's the French region. Are we just filling time right now? Yeah, because yeah, I don't even yeah, have just a period. That dude hasn't it. even fucking tapped that beer yet. I asked Aldalar like two hours ago. Aldalar will come back in. You just wait. How How is Al? I only talked to him for a little bit and then he took all of my money, so I do not know if... Uh, He's actually a good employer or anything. Well, you know. How's he been treating you? I have beer most of the time. Uh, paydays are infrequent. Um, <laughs> in, in you get paid every week. Not frequent. Yeah, but chronologically, <laughs> it's difficult to figure out what my paydays are. Did you say chronologically? <laughs> yeah. Con, con though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this session's gonna kill me. This is the one. Can I barge back in yet? Church Church wants to more, know more about this dragon. I offer Draculian some crackers. Ah, merci. Uh, and then he she's just devoured them. Nice. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of crumbs falling. <laughs> uh, as I continue to pull them out of my pack and give them to you as you eat them. After he like gets like a last handful. Uh, he like burps a little bit and just a little bit of smoke. I think we got wine around here. I'd get you some wine for your crackers. Uh, Do you like red wine or white wine? Uh, red, please. Okay, I'll be right back. I am a bit parched. As uh, Barry steps out to get some wine for Dracolian, he's met in the hallway by Swifty as he's coming back to the room. Do you want to say anything to him, Swifty? Not yet. I walk by him and open the door. You want some wine? And... I say to Chirp, the call is right, there is a dragon down there. Welcome, loyal listener, to Inside the Player's Studio with your host and dungeon master, Andrew. Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. Today I'm here with the amazing Matthias Mason, and he played probably my favorite named character of all time, Draculian Worm Apart. Hey, it's nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here, man. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on. We all we all had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's something I've been looking forward to for a long time. All right, so I'm just gonna go ahead and roll right into these questions here. Sure thing. I'm sure everybody listening know, knows how this works by now. <laughs> what first got you into D&D, and what is your experience level? So I've always been craving, like, Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Uh, I remember in seventh grade trying to organize a D&D group, but of course I was not skilled enough to DM, but neither was anyone else. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically throughout seventh, eighth, and then all of high school, I tried to organize stuff, and they always fell apart, like, in a super cringy and like procrastinating way oh yeah um <laughs> but eventually 
uh, went online and just went on Roll20, and, like, the first group that I got in was the group you're in uh, with Christine. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it was it, it went really well. Uh, Roll20 and just being able to go online instead of having to organize people to show up in person was a lot better. Well, and, yeah, you got lucky because that's, I mean, that was also the first Roll20 group I got into, but, I mean, it's better than a lot of live groups I've been in. <laughs> yeah. We've we've definitely been spoiled, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So my experience is about like what two and a half years, however long that campaign has been going on. That's been a couple years now. <laughs> yeah. Why do you like playing D and D? Um, I you know it's I'm not entirely sure. Like I I had a couple of answers of just like, um, you know, doing voices and improvisation and stuff and comedy, which is all amazing, right? Yeah. But I don't know. It's just the creating a character and seeing that interact with others. I think that's what draws me towards it. Something that like you can't have in real life normally. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's, it's a singular experience in a lot of ways of, yeah. you know, you can't really go and try out for a play and then make up your own character for it. Or, right. You know, right. it's, there's only a few like video games that even give you that much control yeah. over what your character is but yeah no D D is it's a good place to to work like workshop things yeah absolutely <laughs> have you been a dm before uh a couple times it's all small stuff so no large campaigns well i mean i've started one recently in this sci-fi world that i'm excited for but it's I mean, everyone else is new, so every time I fail, they don't know it, but, like, I'm <laughs> scrambling for, like, yeah. random generators and stuff. So, um, do you like being a uh, DM more or a player? Yeah, it really depends. Uh, it's, like, I would love to play as a player in a world that I'm picking, but that doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like, if I, w- <laughs> I mean, I want to make up my own world, but I also don't want to control everything in it. Um but still, dungeon mastering is, is pretty fun. And there's always, like, you can do a self-insert character, so it's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah, that is one of the nice things about being a DM is that, you know, if you have a character idea, you can just make him an NPC. <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll let you guys get back to the episode. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Swifty, as you walk into the room, you hear a door close down the hallway and Aldalar is coming to the room as well. And as he, he follows you in, he kind of overheard you confirm that there was a dragon down there. And he says, look, I bet's uh, looking into this a little bit in a couple of the histories of Salandrian. And there is mention of a being of immense power living in the catacombs. He but he tends to he doesn't concern himself with our lives and that is until i arrived and he like he like twirls uh, some scales that like poke out around his mouth uh aldalar turns to dracolian and says what what do you think is gonna make you make this guy notice you more than anyone else that's tried to look for him over the years two things one, I can bring update of someone else that actually encountered the Jacken, although he did not actually give me that much good information, but he did give me this. And he pulls out a, a paper that has uh, a sigil. Oh, the sigil is... It's something that the... 
it, all the investigators immediately somewhat recognize because of the style of it. It is basically a old language, old god rune, something that you've been seeing a lot of lately in your investigations, but it does not look like anything you've seen before of those. So it's, it's similar to it, but as you're looking at it, you can tell it's a static sketch of a symbol. It starts to move a bit. Like it, it's hard for your brain to pin down exactly what it looks like. I want to do an investigation on his sketch. Okay. 17. You're able to focus on it for a few minutes and it, it, it becomes clearer, but it's still like you've never seen anything like it before. And Dracolian, it, it has the same effect on you, but because you've been around it longer, you tend to notice when you're looking at it, you see patterns in it when you look at it. You, you understand it a bit more than they do. Okay. So this uh, will lead us to wherever he is. If we see something like this, uh, we will know that we are getting close. Now, do, um, <coughs> to, I have the blessing of the dragons on me through my blood, which unfortunately led to the red scale, which I know you do not like this, Swifty, but it lets me do stuff like this. And he just like does prestigitation. Uh, to like do a little spark of flame out of his mouth and then he does it again to make another uh, a green puff of smoke oh chirp is amazed chirp do you start just like clapping like, yeah yeah i'm very excited <laughs> have you ever thought about going Spectacle. into show business i would not lower myself to a commoners uh, working for a living that is not <laughs> what i am about after Shoot investigating yourself. the paper uh, i just step back and i'm looking at worm parts with a look of disgust it's like glaring, lowly hissing. Uh, yeah, Dracolian looks away. So Aldalar says, so you said that you you met someone who gave you this symbol and and they've they've met the dragon? Because most, most of the stories say that anyone that goes down there looking for him either comes back with nothing or never comes back at all. Usually it's chalked up to something in the catacombs killing them. So, you know, and, and devouring their bodies. So there's no trace. Well, you know, these two things don't have to be directly connected. It could be the dragons eating people, yes, or it could be something else is eating them. So it's really nothing to worry about. Well, most of the stories I could find, you know, they, they said that the, the dragon was somewhere near the obsidian mines. Ah, yes, the obsidian mines. Ah, I've forgotten what the old, uh, the old fool has said. Yes, um, I met uh, a Tim, Tim, uh, uh, it was some gem I, I got. I do not know it is a poor man's gem, um, who said that he met with a dragon when he was a young child. That the dragon found him pure of soul or something like that. But he had uh, the dragon's sigil on his body, so I believed on, on his body? What do you mean on his body? It was on his chest, uh, bound in, I assume with a claw or something of that sort. Or maybe just magic. So uh, it was burned into his chest so I, I'm assuming you you drew it yourself this this sketch that you have did or did the man produce this for you no I, I drew it I dabble in the the, the drawing arts and painting uh, some of them have sold quite well okay well um we've got a contact he's a blacksmith he knows everything about the mines ah, Grendelhammer. Uh, 
Yes. What is that voice? <laughs> <laughs> Grundle Hammer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Grundle. He's a he's an old friend of mine. You guys should go over and ask him about sightings near the the obsidian mines. He he's always tuned into the rumors of what goes along in the mines. So if this dragon's somewhere near the obsidian mines, somebody will have some sort of st- story to tell. Magnifique. We should go right now. Ready? Set. Yeah, let's go. The four of you make your way over to the wow. part of the merchant, well, part of the uh, the marketplace that specializes in armor, weapons, things like that, and you see a squat building, very simple, but on the outside there is a blacksmith's forge, an anvil, and a bunch of armor hanging from a po- uh, from a signpost that reads Grundle's Hammers. As the four of you walk up to it, you can see back in the shop there is a dark-skinned dwarven man sitting behind a desk and he's he's facing outward and he's got his hand on his chin and his elbow on his desk and he looks to be asleep. What do you do? Hmm. I walk in and I say, wake up, Grundle! He wakes up with a start and he says, oh, oh, we're, we're, oh, customers, hello, customers. Wait a minute, you three. Yes? You're Aldalar's, uh, gang. Gang? Is that the right word? Yeah, we could be a gang. <laughs> Spin around on the west side. Detectives! Not you're de- you're the detectives, right? He told me about you guys. Yeah. We are. That's what he pays us for. Perfect. What do you guys need? Do you need some armor? Do you need some weapons? Do you need some information? Oh, what, hey, what do are you, you actually, here for today? Yeah, do you have some uh, some badass leather armor? Because I'd like some better leather armor. Uh, no, I, I don't touch leather. Um, I am Good predominantly... talk, right, I'm going to go elsewhere. Bye. Are you a vegan as well? No, not a vegan. I just... Um, I'm all about that brass. About that brass. No leather. <laughs> oh my oh god. <laughs> uh. Metal only for me when it comes to armor. Sorry. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Steve, down down in the uh, leather district, he could probably find you something. Ooh. Are you just gonna leave now? You day? <laughs> you want to go find armor? So we could do that, but it'll prolong things. <laughs> <laughs> We could do that right after. I, I just want to, you know, while we're here, we could find this thing out. I don't want to go into... It smells rather bad there. It was uh, around the entrance. Grundle says, who's your... your This other dragon board that you got with you? Who's the, who's your friend there? I am Dracolion Womapart, and I am the greatest, most powerful dragonborn you have ever met. You are a fancy lad, aren't you? Yes, I am. You lived with nobles, didn't you? Yes, I did. I can always smell it. Anyway, what do you what do you guys need from me? I step up and look at Draco with a look of disgust, and I shake my head, and I look back at Grundle, and I say, Worm Parts here has a sketch. You need to look at Grundle, and have you seen a dragon? A dragon? Not not dragons like us, like like natural big one, you know, four legs. Quiet worm parts. I'm helping. You're here about the the myth, right? The the dragon in the in the mines. The We've dragon, the myth, the legend. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you know where we should look? Well, uh, 
once a year, some drunken dwarf, after a hard day of mining, comes back and says that he saw the dragon. The dragon thought that he was pure of heart and marked him. And they come back with the same weird bird on them, but they're never the same. They usually leave the mining profession. They go out, they leave their wives, and they travel the world. So obviously this dragon is there. Let's go... Uh... It It's something that has become kind of a a joke in the mining community because usually the people that that find the dra say that they found the dragon and leave they weren't really right in the head to begin with usually pretty stupid sometimes so. i find that there is always a grain of truth in every story Dracolian looks like really really saddened by this but what i can tell you i mean i guess i can point you in the right direction so the obsidian mines that are owned by the Stonewell family are the ones that usually these people come from. So if you had to go anywhere, start anywhere, you should go to these uh, Stonewell's obsidian mines, okay? You can ask their foreman there. His name is Stanley Stonewell. He's not one of the more prominent ones. He's he's a cousin, but they, they gave him a pretty good job. Uh, he's the foreman over there at the mine, and he might be able to give you some more information, okay? That sounds perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks. Perfect. Now, do you guys want to buy anything? I, By the way, do never. not give discounts. Uh, no, never. Nope. Okay. Let's go. And as you walk out, he goes back into that same position that he was in and falls immediately back asleep. So, did he say how many dwarves got marked? Like, four years in a row? No, would he that didn't make say us, Would that, that make he us just said, like, fifth edition? About once a year. Party members? one a year. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my I was wondering if we should go oh get a dwarf God. and get him drunk and just set him off. <laughs> just go find the stupidest dwarf you can. <laughs> Put him on a leash. Take him down to the obsidian mines and let him go. I'm pretty persuasive. Lead on, little hammer dwarf. Really stupid. The four of you, uh, so far, you now know that, I mean, you can go down to the obsidian mines, talk to stanley and see if he can point you in the right direction at least and you can start we also we know another stonewell we know jesset stonewell the youngest daughter let's go to stanley i have a couple questions for him the four of you are heading down into the catacombs uh to get to the obsidian mines to talk to stanley you would all know that there's actually a few elevators that get directly down to the mines they're usually crammed with dwarves going to and from work, but I'm sure the four of you wouldn't, when they see you coming, they might clear out a car for you. <laughs> I don't know if all those dwarves would really want to be hanging around a couple dragonborn. When we get in the elevator, we are sitting on, we are standing on opposite ends of the elevator. And after we get down to the bottom of the elevator, I let them go ahead 20 to 40 feet and I pace them behind them. Okay. As you guys get off the elevator and start making your way into the mining area, there's kind of a big hub where there's several different shafts that lead off to different mines. And one of the shafts is labeled Stonewell Obsidian. And there is a minecart tram. So basically a tram that can hold 10 to 15 people at once uh, to take them from one place to another, sitting there waiting. You guys are gonna get on? This is very strange magic. Does this move on its own? The dwarf that is running the tram says, well, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of magic. Uh, we, it, it's magic and mechanics. So we use a m magic to propel the mechanics. A moment, mechanics? Yeah, you. Qu'est-ce que ça? What, what, what is that? Oh, you know, like things that people put together. Uh, uh, 
A machine. Do you know what a machine is? Like, uh... It's like a really complicated tool that does something for you. I, I don't know. I just pull a lever, man, and it goes. Okay, like most magic. Okay, I understand. At this point, I've caught up to the group, and I say, Get in the car, you stupid idiots! <laughs> so you guys all get on that tram, yeah? Yep, I enter the, the tram. tram. And as you get on the tram, the, uh, the conductor dude is like, All right, hold on to your butts! And he pulls the lever back, and this thing takes off. It's got to be going at least 60 miles per hour, and you guys are flying through an intricate network of rails. The rail system, though, is... is very complicated and they're constantly rails switching back and forth to let other minecarts pass and there's times where the four of you are almost scared for your lives because it seems like your tram is going to collide with a big minecart full of rocks or another tram yeah. and it's just all flying yeah chirp is like huddled down in the corner of this tram i really do not like being underground yeah and the whole thing's going about 60 miles per hour and as it comes close to the obsidian mine it starts to slow down progressively until it comes to a stop at the station the conductor's like all right everybody off if you're getting off and i he, just got off he kicks the door open for you know about a minute so everybody yeah. just oh i'm off all right as fast as i can Dracolian gum comes off very regally so the four of you are now standing in what actually looks like a very nice lobby of i would say like an upscale business but carved out of solid obsidian like every, everything everything in here is shiny and black basically the reception is sitting behind the main table uh, next to a series of obsidian chairs it says do the four of you have an appointment she is a half elf woman um, and she's dressed all in white so she stands out against everything that is a beautiful white dress you have there milady <gasps> oh and there's a uh, there's a name tag on the front of her desk that just says Suzanne. Susanna, Sue. And wonderful floors. Look at this. Are these polished? You're actually, as you guys are walking in, you're reflected in like every surface too. So like it gives the room a very interesting look. I am so glad there is at least one classy place in this entire city. How is the room lit? There are sconces along the walls at two foot intervals that are all all have torches in them that mirror reminds me of something but i just can't remember what as the uh barry as the the four of you are walking in here you're feeling an odd tickle at the base of your <laughs> like your neck but oh. like inside so like in your brain your brain stem basically oh uh, but you, it, it just, it's kind of like ASMR, that weird tingle feeling. So. I have no idea what the fuck that acronym means. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go, yes, AJ. It's, it's exactly like, oh. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyways, the receptionist says, do the four of you have an appointment? Of course not. Well, what can we... My reputation should precede me. I am a Dracolian worm apart. I'm sure Stanley, um... Stonewell, I believe, could uh, meet us. Yes, yeah, Stanley's a very busy man. He's in meetings most, most all day. What, Look, what is this about? This is we. I assure you, he's not too busy to meet me. Look, this is Draculian worm apart. Okay, we are here with the beholders. I, I guarantee you that Stanley wants to see us as soon as readily available. Probably even before then. So you should just send a word out right now. Draculian does like a little flourish of his cape. 
Swifty pushes past both of them, looks the secretary in the eye and says, Get Stanley or we kill you. <laughs> well, we can use my persuasion, but if you want to use want, your no, intimidation I want you instead. to roll me persuasion and I want him to roll me intimidation. 25. I got a six. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is not going to work out well. I, I, I the, receptionist, head. the receptionist looks at Swifty first and says, Sarah, I've dealt with much scarier people than you. And she turns back to Barry and she says, Well, I didn't know he was such an important dragonborn. There's not very many of them. Yeah. Glancing yeah. back at them. There's a, lo- there's, a, there's a lot of dragonborns, but not a lot of important dragonborns. Says, okay, I well, I will go get Mr. Stonewell. You four stay right here, please. That's a wrap, people. Chirp and Swifty are sitting in... What? Do I have a spider hanging from me? Yes! Holy shit. <laughs> I just killed a spider on your head. I saved his life. That power. You saved my life. This is, oh my this god, is I'm so scared drama. of spiders. Right oh, oh man, With that's totally going in our blooper reel. <laughs> Holy crap, I'm so scared of spiders. Okay, just the look you were giving me, I was like, what? It was what? like hanging from your face and like it went down and then it went back up and I was like, oh, that's a spider. 